You're listening to Friendlier, the podcast for friends who love to talk, read, and eat. I'm Abby. And I'm Sarah. Today, we're going to look back on our 2023 in books. But before we do that, let's catch up on life lately. Abby, what's been happening with you? I have some sweaters to recommend. Mm. I finally broke down and bought packed sweaters. Okay. They are 100% cotton, fair trade cotton, organic, you know, something, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I have learned in the last few years that I really prefer 100% cotton sweaters because wool feels itchy to me. And if you buy anything that has like polyester or acrylic mixed in, I feel like it always looks bad like really soon. Like it pills. And so you can find really cute stuff, but then it doesn't last. So I was wanting to invest in some pieces that would last. Plus, 100% cotton is really good for Birmingham because it's warm, but not too warm. And it breathes Mm. really well. It also Mm -hmm. doesn't hold smells. So I broke down. I tried some sweaters. I love them. I'm wearing one right now. Mm -hmm. I love it. They're just so soft. The colors are really good that are available. So if anyone is getting them on their Instagram ads, I would recommend. But wait for a sale (laughs) because they're expensive without the sale and they have sales, it seems like, pretty often. Noted. What's new with you, Sarah? I also have a cozy recommendation. Hmm. Mine is in the form of a podcast. I have been listening to the Calm Christmas podcast. This is put on by Beth Kempton. I listened to her book last year, which I believe is called A Calm Christmas and a Happy New Year Mm -hmm. that Kelsey from The Girl Next Door recommended. Mm -hmm. And then I saw she has this podcast and it is so comforting to listen to. I could listen to her talk about anything. Mm. (laughs) And I do because she gives a little crafting recommendation, which we all know I'm never going to do the craft. (laughs) She reads a recipe aloud. And when I listen to it, I'm just like, yes, I do want to hear you read me this recipe. (laughs) (laughs) And just has great themes for every week about how you can be thinking about the holiday and how you can incorporate things. And just overall, it brings a smile to my face and is very relaxing. And I would recommend it to everyone. I love that. Now let's talk about what we've been reading. What is your latest read? I just finished How Not to Fall by Emily Foster. This is a very spicy romance novel. And I say the word romance lightly because this does not have a happily ever after ending. But there Mm. is a subsequent book in this series And the name is How Not to Let Go. And allegedly, that's where we get the happily ever after. So I only would have started this if I'd had both checked out from the library at the same time, Mm, which I did. Oh, oh, great. So I'm reading How Not to Let Go right now, but I'm not very far into it. So I'm only going to speak to the first one. But Emily Foster is Emily Nagoski, who wrote Mm -hmm. Come As You Are. Mm -hmm. Yes. So the sex scenes are chef's kiss. I had this recommended to me in my romance Facebook group, and somebody said, I never knew I could be so turned on by anatomical terms. (laughs) (laughs) Can confirm. I didn't know that either. So Mm -hmm. this is new adult about Annie and a postdoc in the lab that she's in, and it's set in Bloomington. They're at IU. So you might like it, too. Yes. But if you are in need of something spicy, check it out. You won't be disappointed. Can't wait. What have you been reading, Sarah? 
I finished listening to Search by Michelle Hunovan. This is a novel about a Unitarian Universalist church going through the search process for a new minister. And it's written as a fake memoir. So Mm. we're hearing about a writer in the church that's part of the search committee. And she is describing it all to us. And she's also planning on turning this into her next book. Mm. It did such a good job of just showing people being people. I loved seeing the different personalities in the church and in the ministers applying for the job Mm. and how a diverse group of people thinks about what they need in a leader and how that comes out through this process. It was a little slow at times. I sort of plotted my way through over the course of two months, Mm. but I enjoyed it every time I picked it up. But it didn't keep me turning the pages the way that some books do. Sure. It is hard to say who I would recommend this for. I think I found it particularly interesting because my UU church is in the middle of the search process for a Mm. minister. So what was happening in the book is what is happening at our church right now Mm -hmm. and felt fun to have a fictionalized version of that where you're seeing behind the scenes and then thinking about what's happening behind the scenes at my church. Mm. I do think if you have been involved in a church before or really just any community organization, you'll find the social dynamics relatable and interesting. So fun. Yeah. Let's keep talking about books and start by giving an overview of our year in reading. How did you feel about reading generally this year? This is a pretty solid reading year for me. I have had slumps here and there, but they haven't been slumps where I completely stopped reading, just slumps where things moved a little more slowly, kind of like you're saying with search Mm -hmm. that you sort of pick things up here and there. And I had a few Mm -hmm. moments like that where I wasn't just like rushing through things. But other than that, I felt good about it. Mm, I'd love to hear it. Mine was great at the start of the year, but then felt like a slow fade in the second half Mm. and then has picked back up more recently. Nice. I think it was a lot of things and things that I knew would be a challenge to consistent reading, uh, focusing on the renovation of our house, still taking classes for library school, and a lot of my free time being spent with that. And then also just not finding as many of those books that I just couldn't put down Mm. as I feel like I have in past years. I do think I've gotten better at quitting books this year. And I think I've quit more this year than I ever have before. But still just felt like the spark wasn't there a lot of the year. Hmm. What did reading look like for you throughout the year in terms of how you read, what time of day you read, where you were fitting it in, etc.? I was mostly audiobook and ebook as usual. I think slightly fewer audiobooks this year than in years past, though that has sort of gone with the seasons because of how, like when I'm doing a lot of walks Mm -hmm. or when I'm doing a lot of home projects, when I like to listen Mm -hmm. to audiobooks, always a book on the Kindle, almost always also a second book going in audiobook format. And I think Mm -hmm. I read a few paper books, but honestly, I don't remember. So maybe I didn't. Mm hmm. Are you reading during the day mostly now that you have days where you're home when the kids are at school? It's a little hard to get a gauge on this because I just read Iron Flame through the whole weekend, like all the mm-hmm. hours of the day, just ignored my kids <laughs> and just did it. And Andrew's reading Iron Flame too. So it's mostly that I would read when it was slow at work mm-hmm. and that I read every night before I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. 
I think those are my main times. I think when I'm home during the day, I'm less likely to pick up my Kindle in favor of doing something else. Probably more likely to do audiobooks during the day. Mm -hmm. Okay. I did a lot less listening than I usually do, Mm. especially with fiction. I would start to listen to a book and then I would think I'd rather be reading this. Hmm. I felt like my mind couldn't focus on the audio, that there was too much happening in my brain, that I was having trouble following the story. And that really frustrates me with audio. I do not like when I miss something and I don't like just catching up later. So then I would just stop. Hmm. I'm not sure what that was about, but I did listen to a good amount of nonfiction. And that seems to work really well for me in audiobook format, that it keeps me going through the book when if I'm reading it, sometimes I'm like, "Mm, this is a little slow or a Mm. little boring and I don't want to keep going. So I think that is my new sweet spot is having nonfiction audiobook fiction hard copy. Mm. I do read on the Kindle, but I read more hard copies. And that's mostly because Neil and I read a lot of the same books. And so it's just easier to get a hard copy and pass it back and forth because he does not like to read on the Kindle and does not have a Kindle. Mm. If I really want to get the book and don't want to wait for the hard copy, then I get it on Kindle and still leave the hold active for him to get the hard copy book. Nice. And then this fall, when I've been in a good reading groove, I've been reading first thing when I wake up in the morning for about half an hour before I wake up the kids and then been reading in the evenings as well. Nice. What about the quantity that you've read this year? Did you read as much as you wanted? What challenges did you face? And any memorable reading slumps this year? I do feel like I got to read as much as I wanted. I don't bring my phone in the bed usually. So when I go to bed, Mm -hmm. I read, which Mm -hmm. is awesome. Really works for me. I sort of had a slump in the middle of Iron Flame because the beginning and middle felt so slow, but that was more Mm -hmm. of the slump like I talked about earlier where things felt slow, but it wasn't like I wasn't reading. It was just that I was like, ugh, I'm making my way really slowly through a particular book (laughs) or through a particular Uh series. Uh Uh-huh. And so with the series in particular, I got bogged down a few times where I was reading all the books in a series and I was like, wow, I was probably done with this series like three books ago, but I kept going because I like hoped (laughs) that it would keep being you'd find the magic again yeah that I that I would reconnect to that but I didn't yeah and I'd be like why am I reading this but then it wasn't too hard to switch gears I feel like if I sort of burnt out on one thing that I could be like oh, okay let me try something else mm-hmm. what were your reading challenges this year Sarah yeah I never read as much as I want to because <laughs> there are just so many books in the world that I always want to be reading more but the most noticeable slumps for me were the summer was just slow. And I feel like that's normal now Mm -hmm. that I expected. I don't even know that I'd call it a slump. It's just sort of a change in our routine. Yeah. And I'm reading, but not as much as usual. Mm -hmm. But then in October, I went back and looked. And at first I thought I only read one book in all of October. It turns out I read two Mm because I read Jill Duggar's memoir, which would recommend. (laughs) But the only other book I read was Pineapple Street, which I hated. And I think reading that and having such a negative experience at the end of the book. And then I had a ton of books that I was reading, but I didn't finish any of them in October. So Mm. I had like five different books going in audio or hard copy or ebook and just couldn't get to the end of any of them. Wow. That it felt like there was no momentum in my reading life. But since then, I've turned things around and November has been a great reading month. So 
feeling good about that, feeling good about seeking out books that will keep me turning the pages and not feeling like I need to be committed to finishing things I don't like, Mm -hmm. like Pineapple Street. That was really a hate read for me by the end. I was like, I have invested so much time in this book. I'm putting it on my list of books that I've read, and I'm going to give it one star. (laughs) Yeah. Enneagram eights, reading books. That's how it looks for friends. That's how it looks. Yeah, it, it is. So that happened. But otherwise, I would say just a okay reading year. Doing some reading, doing some not reading. It was fine. So funny. Were there any surprises in your reading life this year, like books that you expected to love but didn't, or genres that you were drawn to that you didn't expect to be? Mostly I read Romanticy this year, Mm -hmm. which is not a surprise. That is a genre I have enjoyed for many years. It's new that it's a Goodreads Choice Award category, though, isn't it? Yes. Haven't they had romance and fantasy, and this year they have romance as an option? Two mm-hmm. thumbs up, Goodreads. Thank you for giving <laughs> the people what they want. Also, I did something new in October this year, which is I deliberately read only witchy rom-coms for the mm. whole month. And mm-hmm. I think I read four different ones, and that was delightful. So I don't usually do that kind of, you know, sometimes I'll notice like seasonal trends in my reading, mm-hmm. but I don't. I haven't been so deliberate about it before. Yeah. And two thumbs up. Would recommend. Yeah, you had a better October than I did. I did. (laughs) Yeah. And in terms of things I thought I would like but didn't, the new Annabelle Monaghan, which is called Same Time Next Summer, I quit Mm -hmm. after loving her other one. Last year, I read Nora Goes Off Script twice, like Mm -hmm. right in a row. I finished it and then I got the audiobook and listened to it again because I loved it Mm -hmm. so much. And I also quit the third Beartown book, even though I've loved the first two mm. of those. Mm-hmm. I also haven't made it through the third one of Beartown. And I've checked it out, I think, three times. <laughs> yeah. And I usually love the reader who does mm. those. Yeah. And I was clutter clearing in the kids' rooms or something. And I was like, oh, this book. And I just stopped. So, yeah. What were your surprises in your reading life this year, Sarah? I read a lot of middle school parenting books, which wasn't something I planned on, but HP will be going to middle school next year. Mm-hmm. And then I think I got one and just kept going mm-hmm. and was reading just one every month or so. And I really enjoyed it. It has left me feeling really positive about what's ahead, which I think is not the normal way that people in our culture talk about middle school. And so that's felt really nice. And like those books did their job for me. Nice. In terms of books I thought I would love but didn't, I would say for me it was the Very McFarlane book that came Mm. out this year, which I liked. I thought it was fine, but it didn't have the same sparkle that her previous ones did, and that felt disappointing because that's one of those books that just waiting for and know the date of the release and I'm looking forward to it, Mm -hmm. and yeah. That one was disappointing to me too because Mm -hmm. I had spent an Audible credit to pre-order it when I was Mm -hmm. turning off an Audible membership. Yep. And now I have an audiobook that I really don't care to listen to again. So, bummer. What about your Goodreads challenge? Did you meet your goal and what is your goal for next year? My goal this year was 90 books and I think I'm on 86 now. 86 Mm -hmm. read, so I will absolutely meet my challenge and may exceed it by just a little bit. Yeah. I'm not sure what I'll do for next year yet. Probably 90 again, because I seem Mm -hmm. to read about 90 books a year. Sometimes I get up to 100. I like to achieve, so I'm not going to push myself unnecessarily. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. We are at about 
the exact same point. And my goal is 100, so we'll see if I get there. Mm-hmm. I got very behind when I looked in early November mm-hmm. at Goodreads. I was like, ooh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> More dozen books behind schedule. Well, we'll just see how that works out for me. But I have been in a great reading groove, and I hope it continues through December. So we'll see. I'll end up somewhere in the ballpark. And I think I will keep the 100 book goal, which I've had for the last several years. Mm -hmm. I feel like for me, that just represents a good number of I'm consistently reading, but still allows me room to have those slumps Mm -hmm. and feels achievable, but then also like, okay, yeah, but I do need to be reading in order to meet it. So that feels good. Let's talk a little bit about how reading looked for our kids this year. What was new? What stayed the same? Were there things that were fun or that definitely worked or did not work? Well, Plum is solidly into reading chapter books on her own, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Earlier this year, we tried to read the Wild Robot books as a family, so me and mm-hmm. Pepper and Plum. And I think we read Wild Robot when Plum was four. But Pepper is still not into it. He is not into books without pictures. He is not into the delayed gratification of chapter books. Mm -hmm. We would start reading and he would just be like playing with Lego in the floor, like not listening. And I was like, oh, okay, well, this, you know, maybe isn't for you just yet. So we abandoned that. And we've been reading picture books together all year, which has been really lovely. Yeah, I love picture books. The thing that most defined my kids' reading life this year was rereading. Mm. So much rereading. For HP, that is re-listening to the Ranger's Apprentice series on repeat just all year. He started it last fall and just always has one going. He'll listen to an audiobook in the evenings or when he's doing chores or hanging out around the house. And I don't know how many books are in that series. A couple dozen because there's the main series and I think there's two different related series Mm. to it. And he'll just keep going through. Uh, He did take a break from those in the summer where he discovered Harry Potter and Mm. listened to that whole series at least three times through. I think some of the books he listened to more than that. And then for E, it's a lot of realistic fiction graphic novels, and she'll go back and read the same ones. And then really into rereading Calvin and Hobbes, Big Nate. Both my kids love the Donald Duck comics, which I'm a little afraid to go back and read because I think I'll find them not fun or funny, but I don't need to read them. So it's fine. So I just let them enjoy them. The great thing about (laughs) kids reading on their own is that they can read whatever they want. Yeah, it's great. So when I think back on 2023, I think I'll just think about going back to lots of favorites. Nice. And I love that. In terms of reading aloud, we had lots of ups and downs. We were in a good rhythm in the spring for a while, in the summer sort of fell off, and then got back into it with the school year. What has been working for us has been reading in the morning, that I'll wake both kids up. They are both very grumpy in the morning. And then I'll sit in the hallway and read aloud to them for sometimes just 15 minutes, sometimes longer, depending on when I stopped my own reading Mm -hmm. and started, because sometimes I'm reading my own book longer, so we have less time to read together, and then sometimes I start reading with them sooner. But that has felt like a really great time to make it happen, because if we wait till the evenings, there's just often other things going on, Mm -hmm. and then it doesn't quite fit in, and I feel more energized to read aloud in the mornings. And what's been really great recently is we got all our Christmas picture books. And so we've been doing chapter book read aloud in the morning and then Christmas picture books in the evening. And that's felt like the perfect mix. 
So good. Now let's get into our favorite reads of the year. Let's start with fiction. My favorite fiction read was The Gunkle by Stephen Rowley, which is very old. It's been around for years and years. And I had never read it, and I really loved it. Hmm, I'm glad to hear that. That one's on my list, and I haven't read it yet, but now I will. It's more lighthearted, isn't it? Like a happier feel or not? Content warnings for cancer-related deaths. Mm, Okay. And kids without their mom. Okay, noted. My favorite fiction was Wellness by Nathan Hill and Tempest at Sea by Sherry Thomas. Sherry Thomas has never disappointed me with the Lady Sherlock series. I know. What about romance? My top two romance reads this year were How to Tame a Wild Rogue by Julianne Long, which is the latest in the Palace of Rogues series, mm-hmm. and Business or Pleasure by Rachel Lynn Solomon. Mm, I haven't read either of those. My favorite was Romantic Comedy by Curtis Sittenfeld. Oh, yeah, that one was great. I still think back on that one. I think I'll come back and reread that because I just enjoyed it so much. It was delightful. As I was reading it, I was like, this is the reading experience that I want for all of my books. (laughs) So good. What about nonfiction? I talked about this on the pod already, but my friend Victoria Fatelli's book, Feed the Baby, was my top nonfiction Mm -hmm. of this year. Yeah. I had two. Unselfie, Why Empathetic Kids Succeed in Our All About Me World by Michelle Borba. And this one, even though it wasn't exactly about middle school, is what set me on Mm. the path of reading middle school books because I felt like she had lots of good insights, not just for young kids, which I think lots of parenting books are focused on, but like really spanning until they leave your home. And I just found lots of great tips and inspiration there. And then Hey Hun by Emily Lynn Paulson, which I cannot remember if I've talked about this one, Mm -mm. but it's all about the multi-level marketing world. And this is a memoir by a woman who is deep in that world, Uh talking about her experience. So it's both her telling her story, but then also just exposing all these things about MLMs. Could not stop reading it. So fascinating. Nice. What was your most enjoyable read of the year? Fourth Wing. By Rebecca Yaros. Yep. Yep. Same here. (laughs) (laughs) What were your best memoirs of the year? My favorite memoir is one that I listened to, which is read by the author. It's called Sipping Dom Perignon Through a Straw by Eddie Ndopu. And it was a really great look at his life as a disabled person. Okay. Mine was You Could Make This Place Beautiful by Maggie Smith. Mm. And this is a memoir about the time leading up to her divorce and then the years immediately following it. And it was so beautifully written, so beautifully done. I think back on it often. What was your favorite audio of the year? I have two. The first one is Honey and Spice by Bolu Babalola and Black Cake by Charmaine Wilkerson. Mm. Mine were Counting the Cost by Jill Duggar, which is the memoir I mentioned earlier, I listened to both her memoir and her sister Ginger's memoir Mm. and would very much recommend Jill's memoir as the one you should read if you're only going to read one Duggar memoir. Does she read it? She reads it. And I think she just did such a good job reflecting on her experience Mm. and that she had enough space to be able to look critically at what was happening and just her honesty and the nuance with which she approached it, I really appreciated. Hmm. 
And I left being very impressed with her boundaries. Mm. I was like, that's right. It's great to have boundaries. Get it, girl. And I love that for her. Mm -hmm. My other one was Thank You for Listening by Julia Whalen. Mm. And that was just a fun romance that I read early in the year. And I loved that it was an audiobook about audiobooks Mm -hmm. written by an audiobook narrator. Just all of it coming together was lovely. I enjoyed that one, too. What were your favorite read-alouds this year? We had two. The first is The Midsummer Tomta and the Little Rabbits by Ulf Stark and Eva Erickson. And then we always read The Yule Tomta and the Little Rabbits. And both of these are books that are meant to be read in one short chapter a day. So they're kind of like chapter books, but they're really more like picture books because they're big books. Mm -hmm. So we have consistency over the three weeks or so that we read them, and they're very sweet stories. Nice. We really enjoyed reading The Last Vanderbeekers that came out this fall. It's called Vanderbeekers Ever After by Karina Jan Glazer. And that series is just so special to our family. And I have loved all of the books and felt very bittersweet to finish up because we've just so enjoyed being with those characters. Which books are you most looking forward to reading in 2024? I am currently on the list for the new Murderbot novel by Martha Wells. Mm -hmm. And Catherine Newman, who is a longtime favorite of mine, has a new novel coming out next summer called Sandwich. And I am excited about that one, too. Ooh, I am excited about that one. I am most looking forward to a new Lady Sherlock. I assume there is one coming. I have not looked up to see when it will be released. Almost certainly. And then same with the Very McFarlane. I may not have liked the one this year as much, Mm -hmm. but... She just does such a good job with characters and dialogue. Looking forward to the next one. I am also looking forward to reading a ton of juvenile fiction. I am taking two classes in the spring, my last classes, and both of them are going to be uh, about juvenile literature. So I think I'll get to read a lot of things for class, but I am hoping that it will be a fun, enlightening experience and that I'll have lots of information to bring back to my own reading life and my family's reading life. Sounds awesome. That wraps up our conversation about books. Listeners, as always, we would love to hear your book recommendations so we can get them on our list for 2024. Let's end as we always do by sharing what we are eating lately. Inspired by the Calm Christmas podcast, I have been feeling like I should do more baking. And so... (laughs) I had cranberries left over. My mom actually brought some cranberry stuff that she had already made for Thanksgiving dinner. Mm -hmm. And I had bought a bag of cranberries because I wasn't sure if she was bringing stuff or not. So I was like, well, what am I going to do with these cranberries? I know. I'm going to make cranberry bread. Mm. And I made it last night. And I had some music playing and made the main dough. Just a regular sweet bread, but then also a streusel that you put on top. Mm. So it's so nice. And then there's also an orange glaze that is powdered sugar and orange juice that you put on after it cools on the top. So that's a lot of steps for me. I don't usually do recipes with that many steps, Mm -hmm. but it was such an enjoyable experience. I really loved the bread. One half of my children liked the bread. And just feels nice and cozy to have something bacon in the house. Yeah, very festive. What have you been eating? I want to talk about shrimp toast, which is a family Mm. favorite appetizer that I don't think I've ever mentioned on the podcast before. For Thanksgiving, we had a very low-key day. We didn't cook any of the normal Thanksgiving stuff. I made shrimp toast and deviled eggs and chopped vegetables, and that's what we had for dinner. So shrimp Mm -hmm. toast is a very 
processed Midwestern vibe thing where you take canned shrimp, you drain it, you put it with processed cheese that comes in a little jar with butter. You mix it up with your hand blender and it makes like a spread. Then you spread it on English muffins. Okay. Then you freeze them, cut them into little triangles, and then you bake the little triangles. Mm -hmm. It's so good. It's amazing. So it's like a paste. There's not it's a separate paste. shrimp. It's no, a paste. no. Okay. It's all mixed together. And if people aren't allergic to shrimp but don't like shrimp, I just tell them it's cheese toast because I don't even really feel like you can taste the shrimp that much. <laughs> uh-huh. And by people, I mean my children. Ah, uh, yes. Those people. <laughs> yeah. So we will put the recipe on the post and maybe mm-hmm. share it on Instagram too because it's just something that I love. And I want y'all to love it, too. (laughs) All right. That's all for this episode of Friendlier. It's been great talking with you, Sarah, and with all of you listeners. You can find out more about everything we talked about today, including what we're reading and eating, in the show notes in your podcast player. We are also on Instagram at Friendlier Podcast, or you can email us, friendlierpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, may your books be engaging, your food delicious, and your conversations friendly. 